Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Squats of the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, happy to be joined by Keith Law. He's a baseball writer at ESPN.com and the author of The Inside Game. Bad calls, strange moves, and what baseball behavior teaches us about ourselves. You can find that wherever books are sold. Keith, how are you doing today, my friend? Uh, Good, thanks. How are you? Uh, Doing very well. So I wanted to have you on today because I've heard a couple interviews you've done with our afternoon show, The Fast Lane, and you've said multiple times you think that Dylan Carlson has the potential to be a star in baseball with the shortened season, and they've now said that it's about a week that you have to hold Carlson back before he can get that extra year on the back end of his deal. How long do you expect it to be before we could potentially see him up in the big leagues? Uh, honestly, I have no idea what plans are for him. That's a, uh, a business question that you'd have to ask the front office what they intend to do. Do they intend to hold him down to try to secure that extra year of service time? I don't know. I would say that from a baseball perspective, if he's your best, one of your three best outfield options, they think he is, then holding him down for a week in a season that is only about nine weeks long, so you're losing a little bit more than 10% of your season with him, is extremely foolish. Uh, The Cardinals are going to be, they're in a very competitive division. Uh, I think they've got a great chance to win the division, but at the same time, uh, I expect it to be close. I expect at least two, maybe three other teams to be right there with them. And the difference that one player could make in a week uh, in 10% of your season is certainly enough to say, we're just going to take the best guys. And playing service time games, I don't generally agree with that in other seasons, but especially in this year where it could easily be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs, uh, it's extremely foolhardy to just ignore what's right in front of you. Well, that's interesting because the Cardinals have basically made it known that they seem to be inclined to to go with Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas over the course of at least the first week, and we'll see from there because they want to find out what they have in them. You've watched all of these guys, Keith. You know what Dylan Carlson could potentially bring to the big leagues. As you scout them, do you feel like right now Dylan Carlson is a better player than O'Neill or Lane Thomas? Yes. Absolutely. Now, I've not seen these Cardinals comments. I don't want anyone to think I'm responding to them, but I, I mean, that's not even close for me. And by the way, they know what they have in those guys. Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas are not unknown quantities. Uh, that's kind of silly to act like they, well, we need to see what we have in those guys. Uh, you've had them for a long time. It's pretty clear what you have. Tyler O'Neill is what he is. So is Lane Thomas. Carlson, you could make the better argument. We need to see what we have in him because he's changing so quickly, because he's so young and has advanced uh, it, because he was more advanced, I think, the day they signed him and has developed so quickly since getting into their system. And the Cardinals do do an excellent job with developing hitters. 
they could make a better argument that they need to see what they have in him rather than what they need to see in two guys who are basically just extra outfielders. And the difference in, you know, Carlson brings more variance, but the difference in what he could bring, what his potential is versus what you know you're going to get from those other two guys who basically belong on a bench is pretty significant. Yeah, a quick question regarding Dylan Carlson again. And and look, uh, it's a shortened season. It's 60 games. It's going to be a lot of stress on all these players, never mind a, a first-year young blue-chip prospect that you're looking to get in your lineup. If the Cardinals elect to go with Dylan Carlson right off the hop and say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to see what we got here in Dylan Carlson. If they go with this young man and if he struggles, if he struggles early, and it doesn't go the way that everybody wants it to go, how much damage do you think that could cause to Dylan Carlson's confidence, or do you think it'll matter at all? I don't think that matters at all. There's no evidence, really, that that affects players. Um, I, I'm it's sort of a little puzzled by the question, just because I don't know where to go with it. I mean, this is – you're talking about an elite player to begin with. Uh, guys like him, first of all, I don't really think he's going to struggle like that, but say that he comes up and has an offer, you know, the first, let's say the first week he goes over 20 or something. I don't see why that's going to affect him at all in the long term. He'd be making a huge jump. I'm sure he'd have every, every expectation that it's going to be a bigger challenge than anything that he's faced before. But I think if you think that the, a player is that fragile, that a bad week or a bad two weeks could impact him in the long term, you've probably not evaluated the player correctly in the first place. He certainly shouldn't have been a first-round pick if you think that a short struggle in his major league debut would actually affect him for more than a week or two. Keith Law is a baseball writer for ESPN.com. He's joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Keith, I'm curious if you were constructing the Cardinals outfield based on just what you see with their players and the qualities that they bring to the table, what would be your opening day outfield if you're not taking into consideration the business aspect, but you're just putting together what you believe to be the best outfield for this current Cardinals team? Um, I don't have their roster in front of me. I'm sorry. I don't know everybody's roster off the top of my head right sure. now. I mean, I can tell you that in the case, I mean, you've asked me a specific question. In the case of Carlson versus O'Neill and Thomas, I think that's a no-brainer. I would absolutely bring Carlson forward. I think he's going to give you better quality at-bats right off the bat, no pun intended. Um, you know, Tyler O'Neill is an extremely limited player, and we've seen that. We've seen him for plenty of years now. People have, for, since he was in the Seattle system, people have been trying to make O'Neill into something that he's not. And I understand there are Cardinals fans who want him to be better because they see that Marco Gonzalez has, has turned into a pretty good player since the trade. But I think he kind of is what he is, and I think the same is true of Lane Thomas. So, I, you know, without seeing their roster, their depth chart in front of me, I don't want to speak out of turn. I can certainly tell you specifically the comparison of those players that I'm very comfortable saying Carlson should be on the roster. Keith, the announcement made, uh, I believe, yesterday that the minor league system, uh, their season going to be canceled, and we're talking about Dylan Carlson, uh, young up-and-coming star in Major League Baseball. You know, every team has their blue-chip prospects and their guys that they're looking to develop. How much of an impact will this have on teams and their prospects as they look to try and continue to develop players? Uh, that question doesn't have a single answer because it's going to vary very much player to player. Uh, there are plenty of players who will pretty much be okay missing a season of development because they were already pretty polished, pretty advanced. And it was just a matter of maybe just letting them get a little stronger or making you know, some, some minor 
mechanical adjustments that teams are, I wrote about this last week for the athletic teams are doing a lot of remote instruction where possible since they can't get their hands on their players directly. There are a lot of other players who are really going to suffer from missing a year of playing time. Players who've been struggling with injuries the last couple of years. This is not a Cardinals player, but there's a Yankees first round pick from two years ago. who's a high school catcher out of Georgia who since he signed has been hurt more than he's been healthy. Now he's a high school kid, but his name's Anthony Siegler, but he's really not played that much. And high school hitters generally only get better, um, particularly if they're not super advanced like Carlson was, by playing. He needs to be out facing a lot of pitching. And in the case of a catcher, he needs to be out receiving as well. And working with pitchers, working on essentially two crafts at once. Players like him, who missed time due to injury, and also on top of that had pretty significant things that they needed to work on to get to their potential ceilings, those are the guys who are really impacted. It's true of pitchers, too. A lot of pitchers coming back from Tommy John surgery, I'm looking through some of the player pools this morning. Uh, there are a lot of guys coming back from Tommy John across. So far, I've done the American League that I've gone through for a, a future article. They're in player pools. They're not going to pitch in the majors, but I think teams are just saying, we have to get these guys on mounts. We don't want to have them go two and a half years from surgery to when they actually get to pitch again. So even if it's pitching in whatever sort of scrimmages or simulated games we're playing at the alternate campsites, it's better than having them miss a year entirely. So I, there are absolutely players who will be impacted, but it's not going to be the same across different players or across different teams. We're talking with Keith Law. He's a baseball writer for ESPN.com here on Ribs and BK. Keith, just a couple of questions that I have left for you here today. I wanted to ask you about pitching and if that could potentially be an advantage for the Cardinals in what is obviously going to be a shortened season. We expect that the starters are not going to go as long, given the fact that they have such a short runway to get prepared for this shortened season. Do you think the depth that the Cardinals have in both their rotation and their bullpen now is going to be an advantage for a team like them? It's, the, it's why I would probably pick them to win the division right now, just that they have, they have better pitching. I think of everyone in the division, they have the best pitching, top to bottom, best starters and best pitching staff as a whole, and they have depth. I am not – you're not the first person to suggest this, that pitchers may work shorter, may work less uh, deep into games, starting pitchers will. I'm not 100% sure about that because it seems like a lot of pitchers, pitchers at least who knew they were going to be in the majors – and uh, didn't have to say go take another job this spring while they waited. I think a lot of those guys are at least have at least been trying to stay warm, so to speak, to be prepared, knowing that if there was a season, it would be a short runway, and knowing that they wouldn't have six weeks. Typically, in spring training, you have six weeks from first arriving in camp until you'd be expected to go, let's say, 90 pitchers or so. That was never going to happen. And so it seems like at least some pitchers have tried – to stay stretched out enough that hopefully we're not going to see starters. Whenever we see actual spring training or summer training games, starters aren't going to go two innings like they would in the last week of February. I think we may get there a little bit faster. And if anything, I'd say hitters might be farther behind because there's just no substitute for facing live pitching. Last question that I have for you, Keith, and I know sometimes guys in your position hate doing this, but I got to ask you for Dylan Carlson, is there a comparison that you would have to what he looks like in the big leagues if he hits what is potentially what he could be whenever he is fully developed? Or what if, if you don't want to do the comparison, and I know sometimes guys in your position don't like doing that, what does he look like when he hits his peak? Well, we're probably for, let's say, three to five years from his peak, realistically. And he could hold that peak for a while, obviously. Um, 
I don't think he's going to hit that peak right now or even next year, despite the fact that I think he's probably major league ready or close to it, and and I'm very, very high on him. I think he's a high on-base percentage guy who's going to come into above-average power. And it may not look like what you would traditionally expect, say, from an everyday right fielder, where we look at that position and say it's a 25 to 30 homer guy. He may get there in time, but I feel more confident predicting that he'll be a 380 or higher on-base percentage guy, which would make him a very, very valuable everyday player. And if that turns out to be a little bit low or he gets to more power than him, I'm anticipating, then he's, then he's a superstar. Then we're talking about a guy who hits in the middle of the lineup and is making all-star teams and is getting MVP votes, a high on-base percentage guy with some power. Who's, he's played center field, and he seems quite capable there. And I think if he ends up in a corner because the Cardinals – find a you know elite defensive center fielder they prefer to him he'll be Carlson would be a plus defender in either outfield corner so he's got multiple ways where he can add value and I think but I think the the one thing that's really going to be his calling card is the on-base percentage because his approach is just so advanced the the last time I saw him spring training a year ago against major league pitching he looked like a big league veteran there his pitch recognition both pitch type recognition and ball strike recognition are really really advanced for someone so young He's Keith Law. You can find his work on ESPN.com, and you should check out his new book, The Inside Game, Bad Calls, Strange Moves, and What Baseball Behavior Teaches Us About Ourselves. Also follow him on Twitter, at Keith Law. Keith, thanks so much for the time today. We'll talk with you soon, okay? My pleasure. Wear your mask.